What's up, guys? Welcome to Movie Epidemic. We got Charlie here. We got hey. Uncle Duke. We're gonna Charlie. Be, we're going to be talking about some movies today. This is episode 26, Charlie. We episode just, tw- you know what that means, right? No, it's not really a significant number, but go on. It sure is. It means we just broke off a quarter hundo. <laughs> oh, shit, son. We're past quarter hundo. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. 26 episodes. Jesus Christ. This is like this is the longest we've gone on a podcast without without, you know, stopping forever. Well, well. sure. <laughs> without significant breaks in between. Yeah. Without without wanting to stop. <laughs> Let's say <laughs> that. <laughs> this is the longest we've done a podcast without really wanting to stop. Well, that's cuz this one's good, Charlie. Yeah. We we come up with we do good content here on this show. <laughs> I can't even open my eyes. It's so sunny, Charlie. <laughs> There's so much sun coming in. So much bright. I can't open my eyes. <laughs> so uh, what we got on the docket? <laughs> we got on the docket tonight, Chadley. Today we got a horror movie called. I, don't know, I, I, would, I would consider it more of a thriller. Yeah, I guess yeah, like a psychological thriller. It's called Thirteen Sins. Uh, of course, we got, <laughs> we got our James Bond film for the week, and we're just right at the tail end of these Brosnan joints. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Die Another Day, that'll be fun. That'll be good bits. That'll be good and, bits. See, the thing about Die Another Day is I, I wish I would have died today so I didn't have to watch this movie. <laughs> oh, my God, that's incredible. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, the Wes Anderson flick, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Sure. All of which is going to be a lot of fun. Now let's talk this. Let's talk this Thirteen Sins movie. Why don't we start off with that? Absolutely. Let's start with that. Ron Perlman looks like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Ron Perlman's <laughs> a greasy-looking motherfucker. That's for sure. I don't understand why a human looks like that. Well, that's why he likes. Uh, that's why he likes doing the Hellboys because his fucking greasy head is covered up by that <laughs> makeup and shit. But like, what what is what happened to that man? Like, what did he do to look like that? He looks. He really does look like a silverback gorilla. Like, <laughs> like, there's something not right with him. That's for sure. Sure. When I have a shaved head, I look very similar to a chimpanzee. But Roman <laughs> looks exactly like a white, hairless silverback gorilla. Fucking Ron Perlman. So let's actually talk about this movie, 13 Sins. Uh, basically, the idea behind the movie is is this guy's sh- sort of down on his luck, but he's like an incredibly nice guy. Somebody calls him on the phone and starts asking him to do stuff, and they say they'll give him money. He just happens to be in just a very unfortunate situation where his dad is trying to move in with him. Uh, his dad, his dad to me looked like I, I actually looked it up. It wasn't him, but it looks like the guy from Breaking Bad who rings the bell. Wasn't him though. Hmm. Wasn't him. But uh, we got his dad is moving in with him because his dad's out of money. His wife, or he's about to get married. His wife is pregnant. He's got a mentally challenged brother. They, they were really pulling out all the stops here. They sure did. <laughs> they wanted to make sure that this classic trope movie had lots of tropes. <laughs> Every single trope you could find. This, this, 
This movie had at least thirteen tropes, Chatley. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, they were like, if this guy's gonna be down on his luck, it can't just be one thing. Let's just shove all the shit onto him. Yeah, so, I guess that's sure. So basically, he's being called, and the guys, this this guy over the phone is part of some conspiracy where they play a game. He says, you know, do this, and you'll get X amount of dollars for doing that. And then there's thirteen. The first one is like. Swatting a fly, eating a fly, you know, easy peasy stuff. But it gets to stuff like you know, uh, fucking bring a corpse into public. Oh, and that was it. that was pretty good. Yeah, that that was a good bit. There's some stuff I liked in this movie, but it's just the goddamn concept has been done to death, and they didn't bring anything new to the table, really. Well, what I really hated about it is that the concept, they brought this concept to the table, and I was like, all right, this could be interesting, but then they didn't do anything with it. Like they, I've seen, I've seen like, fucking ten movies that has the exact same concept, though, so, like... It reminded me kind of, like, a little bit of Saw. Like, just a little bit, you know? It's that kind of movie. I think I think last year there's at least two movies that came out exactly like this where you take a phone call and you have to do shit. Now I'm not even joking. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've never I've never heard of this. Apparently I'm not paying attention to the psychological thriller game. These there's days. I bet you there's 15 of these movies. That's why like <laughs> I, that's why I'm just like, "Oh, it's this movie again." Great. <laughs> um but yeah, basically Here's the deal: is that it's not bad, you know? Like it's not a bad movie up until probably about 20 minutes to the end. Cool, then it gets real bad. Yeah. Like it gets real bad right at the end. And tasteless. There's a part there's a part where his mentally challenged brother shows his dick to a kid on a playground. Yeah, but that's because he was doing the thing. Yeah. No, don't don't make that a thing. If you're writing it, don't be like, oh yeah, the retard shows a guy's dick. Like, don't do that. Don't don't do that ever. <laughs> that is a bad idea. Um oh, it's just I liked it though. That's the thing is that I did enjoy it. There was lots of suspense, but man, that ending. My biggest problem here though is that the reason I liked it is because I thought we were gonna learn more about what was actually going on. No, that's that's they they got out of it by just doing Illuminati shit. Like that's how they <laughs> that's how they explain it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just the Illuminati. Yeah, and they're so. like Rod Perlman's in the Illuminati, and he killed one of the Illuminati guys. So <laughs> Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> But so he killed one of them, so uh, that's conflict resolution. In fact, you know what? This movie had no conflict resolution at the end of the movie. I'm I'm gonna spoil it because I'm gonna say don't watch this. No, don't watch this. His brother and his dad are dead. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have to pay for his mentally challenged brother anymore. Like, is that conflict resolution? Was that the conflict? I refuse like, to accept it. And then like he calls his wife at the end, right? Yeah. And she's like, someone just called me to ask me to eat a fly. And he's like, did you do it? And she's like, nah. And then he's like all happy and shit. Motherfucker, you just killed your entire family. Why are you happy? You're all all of the, all... in your chest right now. <laughs> all of the remaining members of your family are dead. Ugh. There was a, there's a lot of like fucking cringy shit though in this movie. Yeah, like some pretty gross stuff. Um, there was the corpse bit, which was good. That's what that's one of the that's, <laughs> that's when the movie really picks up, I think, because it's like oh, the yeah. first it's the first uh, task that requires you to do something more illegal. Yeah, 
The one where it's like, oh, ask the hobo for his clothes. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching here? I don't care. And, like, when he's, like, burning that thing, it's like, okay. The most you can get for that is, like, somebody can come up to you and be like, fuck's wrong with you? you know? Yeah, like, exactly. And if you're going to burn something, for sure don't do it beside curtains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. This character was dumb. Oh, yeah, he was so dumb. The character was very dumb. It's like, especially for, like, tasks where it's, like, <laughs> very easily achievable and he's just doing the most difficult way possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say, I don't know, Mark Webb, is he's no good. No, he's, he's, no one is very good in this movie, that's for sure. Ron Perlman, I feel, is all right. Whoever was on the phone, that was good work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I would have liked to learn more about that. No, Chadley, that's the Illuminati, all right? <laughs> I really liked uh, I really liked the beginning, though, where the old guy got up to speak, and then he just starts saying dirty limericks, and then, and then he cuts that girl's hand off. That was good shit. Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, there's a lot of cutting, a lot of cutting of arms and limbs and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, you see it, like, the knife go fully through them, which is, like, really gross. It's it's definitely it's definitely graphic. It's pretty graphic. Uh, it's a hard R, I'd say. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They're, <laughs> they're big fans of the fuck word in this one, too. Is there a lot? Yeah. Oh, there was, there was some fuck words. Um... Ron Perlman's character, though, let's 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 discuss this, okay, for a second here, because okay. the man no sense. This man no sense. Okay, so Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman is part of the Illuminati, right? Sure, but, but you'll spend, find out to the very end. Yeah, you don't find that, but he spends the whole movie trying to capture all the other people who are doing the game. Like, is this like part of the game? That like, no, it's because he he's, he's it's because he's a cop, right? So he's just he's just doing his cop shit. But like he he never like he never did anything like regular cop things if you ever, if you watched him during it like he didn't he, he in fact evaded stuff most times as a, okay, as a yeah. cop. Oh, like, you know what? And I only just realized that he's the guy who burned down the RV. Yeah. I'm done. He killed, he killed the guy that was investigating them. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Man, and that that was something that they kind of buried too. That guy was just sort of investigating. Yeah, there's the then... there's the private investigator that knew about the game and was trying to expose it, and uh, Ron Perlman was after him a lot. And the whole time you think Ron Perlman's just a cop, right? And the yeah. guy, the guy, the paranoid investigator is like, you could be one of them too. And you're like, oh, why would Ron Perlman be? He's the cop. Why would he <laughs> yeah. be one? Yeah, no, 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 he's not. He's not. He's he's doing it for the greater good. Well, here's the twist. Ron Perlman is, in fact, the Illuminati. <laughs> uh, this is another one of those cases. We talked about it with Dan, about Dan Brown, too. Like, how do you make movies about the Illuminati? Get away with it. Yeah, I don't know. You think, <laughs> how, the, Illuminati, how, you think the Illuminati would be like, yeah, we're not. We're going to hack Sony. That's who fucking hacks Sony, probably. Yeah, fucking Illuminati. I, would, I don't know. If I were Illuminati, I don't think I'd be happy with this movie. <clears throat> Well, they don't say the words Illuminati during it. I also, I, I, I didn't really understand the part where his 
high school, like his high school bully was like, cut my arm off, cut my arm off. What the fuck was that about? Like, I, I, at that point, I was like, oh, I get it. His high school bully is the other player, and, like, his next challenge is get your arm cut off. Uh, no, he was just a really weird dude who wanted his fucking arm cut off. That's a real thing, though. I watched a Nip Tuck episode where it was all about people that wanted their, uh, their arms cut off, and Nip it was like... Tuck. Yeah, dude, Nip Tuck was a fucking good show. <laughs> Nip Tuck, baby! Nip Tuck was a good show. But there's, like, a whole episode about that where, like... Can't believe that's making an appearance on this fucking show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have fucking thought, hey? <laughs> but, no, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, people enjoy getting, like, severed? Well, no, it's that they... they uh, it was like they uh, they believe that they were born without an arm. So, right? So they need to get it amputated. Ah, okay, you know what? Oof. It's a mental illness like many other things. Similar. But, it, but the, the thing is, the reason I thought, oh, that's that guy's the other player, is that he seemed like he didn't want to do it, but that he had to. He was like, just do it already. Just do it already. And it's like, um, okay. He doesn't want this, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's well, got to be the other player, but he's well, fucking that's not. The myth, that's the misdirect, right? That's the misdirect. Yeah. Fucking with us. And then he hit the dude with the chair in the hospital, and there was, there there was, <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was a blood. Yeah, that was good. There is a lot of misdirects in this movie, but here's the thing. They're bad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the cocky sniff in between there? Yeah. They're bad. They are bad. If, like... They're so bad to a point where it felt like... Like, you could tell that's what they were trying to do, was the misdirects. But they were trying so hard to make it seem like misdirection that it not being the actual truth doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, this movie definitely had some flaws, but I I, I still kind of had fun watching it. Like, yeah, yeah, I had fun watching it. Other than, like, the last 20 minutes. Like, not only did the last 20 minutes get tasteless... But it just kind of got, like, it was so bad. Like, it was, it was fucking bad. Like, the whole ice cream truck thing. Oh, yeah, and, I don't even know what was happening there for a while. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. The part where his brother fucking takes all those motorcycles, head, cyclers' heads off. It's like, why, why, are his, why are his challenges so much more intense? <laughs> this guy's challenge is, like, his challenge was literally just to put up the fucking laundry, and his brother's was to kill those people? Yeah, kind of fucked. That was great stuff, though. The head severed. Yeah, uh... I don't, and you could see the meat. You could see the meat on the yeah, clothesline. And you can see the you can see the that guy who was, like, struggling. You can see his exposed cranium. Oh, yeah, that almost made me vom. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a gross movie. Uh, that's for sure. That being said, once you kind of get accustomed to the gimmick that, you know, 13, 13 challenges, it gets kind of boring, and, you know, it starts to lose your attention a little bit. Because, yeah. like, it, it comes to a point where you're, like, you're at, like, challenge nine, and you're, like, can we you're just... Like, you're, like, counting them off. You're, like, how many more do we got here? I was <laughs> counting on my fingers. I was, like, fucking, how many has he done? <laughs> And yeah, and it wasn't really clear how many he'd done because sometimes he would just do stuff and then he'd get a text message. He was like, that was one of my challenges. It's like, yeah, but they just want you to just know? Why, why didn't they call and tell you? And how did you know? 
It's not well written, that's for sure. No, no, no. But that's not that's not really the point, really. Yeah. So this I, don't this know. I think this would have done good back in the blockbuster days. Yeah, like in 2005. Yeah, this for sure. This would have been one of those ones that they got five or six copies of for sure. Yeah. You yeah. grab your little tag and take it to the front counter of Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And they would be... I don't know. It just feels like a Blockbuster movie, you know? Because, <laughs> well, like... Well, the, the concept of Blockbuster movies has been replaced with Redbox movies, and that's definitely what this is. Yeah, I bet you this shit's in Redbox. <laughs> if I it's on Netflix, it's in... then it's probably on Redbox. Yeah, this came to Netflix really fast, which always makes me a little bit uh, weary. <laughs> was, this, was this in theaters? Like, do people like pay money to see this? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up what the budget and the fucking how much how much they actually made on this junk. It couldn't have been it couldn't have been lots, right? I mean, I'd imagine not. But you know what? I would like to read something like this as a fucking book. Yeah, I bet that exists. Ooh. That's rough. They don't tell me the budget, but the box office was thirteen thousand okay. dollars. Wow. So it had a limited release then. Thir- wait, thirteen thousand dollars? This like well, um that, that probably means it played in like a hundred theaters. Yeah, but it also means like there's no way this cost less than thirteen thousand dollars to make. Yeah, but Pearl- I don't think that Perlman himself would have cost like fifty grand at least. Sure, but I don't think it uh, counts like that's just box office, right? Do they get do they get money from Netflix? I I would assume so. Um, yeah, I guess so. And then I guess they probably sell it on DVD. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it was released on demand video, apparently. So video on demand. Why well, watch it on video on demand if you can watch it on Netflix? That doesn't even make sense. The thing is, though, some people are dumb, Chadley. Thing is, though, is that it's from the from the executive producer of Paranormal Activity, clearly mm-hmm. a guy who knows what he's doing. And uh, well, the director... I mean, what does an executive producer really do, Chadley? They bring money. They get, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and then we got the director of Last Exorcism. I don't know if you remember Last Exorcism, but that shit went to theaters like. Did Last Exorcism do so bad that theaters were like, no, don't come to us with more movies, please. We, will, we're, we won't play your movies. We will not play your movies. <laughs> uh, no more fucking movies, okay? What did, this, what did this guy do between Last Exorcism and now that he has to go straight to VOD and Netflix? Uh, he was writing 13 Sins, also known as 13 Game of Death. 13 Game of Death. Daniel Stan. I don't know. It's not. It wasn't. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just not interesting at some point. Okay. Let think about this. Think about this for a second. Okay. Hmm. Thirteen Sins in box office made thirteen thousand dollars. Oh shit, Luminati! Last ex Last Exorcism, uh, Daniel Stan's last movie made sixty-eight million dollars at box office. Great. Something happened here, Stan. Something went wrong. Last Exorcism. That wasn't good, right? No, it wasn't. It was a 1.8 million budget and 60. That's that's you make lots of money. You make a lot of money. Make a 1.5 million movie, get 68 million off of it. Yeah, I don't know. Not bad. No, yeah, that, and it was. I remember I saw that with uh, with my girlfriend and her sister uh, at the time. 
And they were just sitting there just, like, so scared. And I was like, yo, are you watching this? This is bad. This is no good. This is none of good. <laughs> this is 0% goodness. Uh, they won dang. Best Horror at the Empire Awards. Whatever uh, the fuck that is. <laughs> those don't fucking count, dude. I don't know what those are, but those don't fucking count. Oh. So, yeah, 13 Sins. I would say, you know, I... I, I if you want to watch, like, an interesting thriller that take up 85 minutes of your life... I would say 13 Sands is a 50% fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm going to agree with you on that. 50% that's fuck a, yeah. That's a 5 out of 10 ski. Actually, I might, I might go on the exact opposite of the spectrum. I would say more, like, 50% fuck no. I guess it's, like, the okay. same same diff. But, I don't know. I just <laughs> want to... the same in the end. <laughs> I just want just, to just make it known that I don't think this is a very good movie. Um... You know, check no, it out if you. It's not, check it out if you want. But. It's not good, but like if you're just like sitting there, it's Friday night, you got no friends. Uh, it's a it's a classic Netflix horror movie. Yeah, and you're like, I can watch something <laughs> on Netflix. And you see Thirteen Sins there. For some reason, the cover on Netflix is just Ron Perlman with a suitcase, and you're like, um, okay, okay. We got Hellboy holding the suitcase, looking like an old white cat. Anyway, let's 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 move on. I think. I think. Yeah. I, think, I, think we, I think we've beaten Thirteen Sands into sin ground. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Daniel Stam. We've ruined you. Uh, so let's talk about. We we just finished off 2014. 2014. Good year for movies. Also shitty year for movies. Sure. Yeah. Lots lots of shitty movies. So today we're gonna do our top five worst. Movies of 2014. Why don't you start us off with number five? Absolutely. I'm going to go out on a limb and say our uh, our, our lists are going to be similar towards the, the oh, top there, I think. I think they'll be pretty similar, yeah. All right. My number five is a little movie called Sex Tape. We talked about oh. it on the show. <laughs> oh, this one barely missed my list. This oh, it's so bad. fucking bad, dude. This is the one where Jason Siegel looks like he has cancer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and it's just and, not, it's not about any, it's not interesting, it's uh, uh, so dumb. It's a commercial. It yeah, is. it's a, a fucking iPad commercial, it's literally what it is. So my number five, my number five is a tie, because I couldn't, like I, I literally thought about this for a very long time, and could not decide which of these two movies is shittier, but they're almost kind of in the same vein. It's a tie between Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas sure. and Jingle All the Way too. All right. If, if it really had to boil down to it, I would probably say the Larry the Cable Guy joint's a little bit worse. And I would agree with that, actually. <laughs> yo, if I'm telling you that your that your you know your cat joint is better than another movie, you're doing well for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> your fucking internet meme joint, go fuck yourself. Get your fucking meme shit out of here. <laughs> Charlie, you want to make a meme movie? Dude, we could do it. Like it's been proven, we can do it now, and it would probably. I'd like. Brian movie. <laughs> Bad luck, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we gotta do. That's what we gotta do on our on our screenplay podcast. Okay. <laughs> the first movie. Bad luck, Brian. The movie. This is a little this is a little sneak peek uh, for the listeners. <laughs> We're thinking about creating a new spinoff podcast called Movie Epidemics Writers Room, where we write a, a script on a podcast. <laughs> we write an entire script. It'll be a good time. It'll be, it, we're thinking rom-com? Well, I'm thinking rom-com. I don't know about you. For uh, Bad Luck Charlie? Yeah. Yeah, that could be could, a rom-com. That could be, that could be a rom-com. Yeah, absolutely. Bad Luck Charlie? That, that way we don't... If we call him Bad Luck Charlie, we don't run into any, you know, like, legal issues. 
Just just a guy who has bad luck. It'll be like um. I don't think I don't think bad luck is copyright. It'll be like good luck, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, it'll that? be exactly like good luck, Chuck. Let's get uh, let's see what old fucking Dane Cook's doing. <laughs> Dude, Dane Cook's doing nothing. We can get him. Dude, I'll tweet him. Be like, yo, you want to be in my movie? It's called Bad Luck Charlie. <laughs> oh my god, that would be good. That would be good. Oh my god. So what's your my number four is a movie called Maleficent. Oh yeah, this this one barely. This would have been my six. I can't uh, fucking stand Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> I got in a I got in an argument in a, one of those nerd Facebook groups about this movie the other day, mm-hmm. and I was bringing facts to the table, and then this person started getting ratchety at me, and then she tagged all the admins, and they came in and they fucking banned the shit out of me. <laughs> didn't you get they back banned. in though? Oh no no they I I didn't I was trying so hard I was being very lie and sneaky and manipulative. With one of the admins, and uh, he didn't. He wouldn't let me back in. Oh, God um, bless. He said that I had to apologize to the girl, so I made up a bullshit apology, and she said she did not accept. Uh, this this is an adult woman with two children, just so everybody knows. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> adult woman. Maybe she knew I was there to fuck with her, but basically, why the admins banned me? This is this is one of my favorite bits too. What uh, why they banned me is that one of them. They came in, and I was like, come on, admins. It's a bad movie. Somebody be on my side here. And one of the men said, I really want to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to see it, so that must mean it's a good movie. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, that's not good logic. That's be called being uninformed. Uh... I really want to watch fucking The Grey and Con Air all the time, but they're not good <laughs> movies. Like... Before Indiana Jones 4 came out, I really wanted to see that shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, for the love of fuck. Bad logic. But yeah, so that's my Maleficent story for the week. <laughs> I, I, made, I, made a, I made a mother cry. Hell yeah, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is a little joint called Left Behind, some Christian oh, propaganda. Yeah, that movie was bullshit. <laughs> fucking Nick Cage, where he's driving a plane. He's, 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 a, he's a pilot. He's yeah. a Christian pilot. While his while his hot daughter runs around and uh, deals with some 90s uh, effects, some 90s special effects in this Man, joint. We, we could dedicate a show like exclusively to Nick Cage movies, because he makes like eight of them a year. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we could, we could do four Nick Cage episodes a year. Let's let's do a Nick Cage episode in like a couple weeks here. Yeah, because I I'm sure I'm sure. There's, there's that there's movie that where he's like a knight that came out last year that we were gonna do, and then there was the the one where he's like the president or something. <laughs> oh yeah, dying in the light. Yeah. Oh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Nick Cage is though. Yeah, I think and it's there, uh, we, the one where he's a knight. I think he's a knight with like Hayden Christensen or something. Aw, did we ever do top five Nick Cage movies? I feel like we have. Yeah, yeah, yes, we have. Ah, goddamn it. Right, right, because Vampire's Kiss was my number one. God bless that movie. God fucking bless. <laughs> God bless that fucking movie. It's so good. Oh, it's so good, dude. Hell yeah. All right, what's your... My number three is a little movie, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This is Hercules. Dude, Hercules is so fucking bad. Hercules is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's just The Rock's strong calves. His calves were so fucking strong <laughs> in this movie. I also like that in this movie, he wasn't actually a god, but just a V-strong man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were they? Strong. What the fuck were they thinking? 
It fucking Hercules. So boring. John John Hurt, for some reason, made a goddamn appearance in this joint. It's like, yo, I know you've been in good stuff. Don't don't agree to do the movies with The Rock. Yeah, I don't I don't know what was going on with this, but I hated it. If I were an actor, I would if I would act like when my my agent comes forward with parts, I would be like every single time I'd be like, The Rock in this? They said yeah. yes. <laughs> deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. So I'm just uh, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the list of top fives we've done and I don't see a Nick Cage on here. Holy fuck, boys! We gotta do a Nick Cage, bro. We gotta do a Nick Cage episode with Nick Cage movies. I don't know. I, actually, we, I don't know where we did that episode, but apparently it wasn't Nick Cage. Yeah, that was the the one we did Left Behind. Didn't we do plane movies? No, no, that was a different time. Mm, that was the nonstop. You know, even even if even if we've already done the Nick Cage list, we'll do it again. Ah, fuck it, we'll do it again. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be different because we make them up five minutes before the podcast. That's true. <laughs> this one actually, I've been I've had, I've been holding on to this list for a while, so. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. Uh, my number three goes to a little Michael Bay joint. Oh, now, Michael, hell yeah. Michael Bay did two joints this year, and I almost put one of them on here, but didn't. I vetoed Transformers 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Michael Bay joint is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first movie we ever reviewed on this show. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, or the first movie I ever reviewed on this show, anyways. That's right. To the second episode. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, love the show. Love the games. Love everything Ninja Turtles except this, yo. It's yep. I don't think I don't think they read a comic book. I don't think they watched any of the episodes of the cartoon. For some reason, the fucking guy driving the news van was the romantic lead. Will Arnett killed it though. That's oh, yeah. that's the that's the only good part about this movie is fucking Will Arnett was great. Yeah, Will Arnett was amazing in that movie. But the rest of the movies be bad. And yeah. Megan Fox should not be. I uh, I found out uh, we did the top five so bad they're good movies. Oh uh, yeah, that's 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 also a good list. Yeah. Also an excellent list. All right, what's your uh, number two? We're getting number, right down to the wire. My number deuce is uh, unbelievably bad. Uh, this is Amazing Spider-Man two. <laughs> I fucking hate the Amazing Spider-Man two. So much. Is that your number one? Will that be your number it, one? It, it is going to be my number one. All right, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is my number one. We'll get that right out of the way. Sure. My number one is TMNT, just so that we had, the, we had them split there. <laughs> yeah. My number my number two, we said my number three, we said my number one. This is it's all jumbled all over the place. My number one is, or my number two is a movie we already talked about. It's fucking Herc the Jerk. Yep. Herc the Jerk with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Let's uh, run down your list real quick because we kind of jumbled it up there. Okay, number five is a tie between Jingle All the Way 2 and Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas. Number four is Left Behind. Number three is Teenage Mutant fucking Ninja Turtles. Number two is Herc the Jerk. And number one is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Sure, absolutely. My number five is Sex Tape. Number four, Maleficent. Number three, Hercules. Number two, Amazing Spider-Man 2. And number one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Can we can we just talk about uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2? Just, yep, just, for like, just for like a minute here. I First of all... There's there's so much rumors going around about Spider-Man right now. Uh, there was they officially came out and said we fired Andrew Garfield. We're not making Amazing Spider-Man three. He's gonna be in the Marvel movies. But then they officially came out and was like, psych, not. We're still making these Andrew Garfield joints. And now it's like they're jumbled somewhere in between. Fire that man. Yeah. 
They're they're gonna make Amazing Spider-Man three and a Sinister Six movie that won't have Spider-Man in it. Are they high as fuck? Yeah. What is that? What could that possibly be? Yeah. <laughs> who are they fighting? Is it just like is it just them like destroying cops? <laughs> is that gonna be the whole fucking movie? Maybe get like uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think like the low budget characters, but they're running out. They've used all of them. Fucking Marvel. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be awful though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man two though. It's like, bro. I'd say it's worse than Spider-Man three. Oh, absolutely it is. Oh, for sure worse than. I mean, at least Spider-Man three had um, Thomas Hayden Church in it. I guess. I don't know. There was some okay stuff in Spider-Man 3, but this Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, nothing worthwhile in it. You know what was good about Spider-Man 3? Is Dallas Bryce Howard made an awesome Gwen Stacy. I just wish they didn't oh, yeah, she was fucking... Good. I wish they didn't fucking waste her on that goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah. Destroy her character, make her character something that she totally wasn't at all in the comic books. True. She seemed there was... Gwen Stacy, though, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, there was um, there was a really good dance scene between Dallas Bryce Howard and Tobey Maguire. Oh, how fucking good is that scene with the slip back hair? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And he's doing he's like finger gun in every <laughs> fucking bitch. Yeah. Oh, so good. What I love so much about the finger guns is that they're really close to his body. Like he doesn't like go all the way out like that. Yeah. No, it's real tight. It's like <laughs> people make fun of that scene a lot. That's like that's the number one complaint about that. But that's. Not even slightly as silly as everything that happened in Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> there's people out there that enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man 2, and that fucking boggles my mind. There's there's people who, like, will argue that it's a great movie. There's people who will... I know a guy. I know a guy who will argue it's the best superhero movie yeah, of yeah, the last five years. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> I, I know you know him. Why it's so bad? It's oh, unbelievably it's so shitty. We, it's, it's, <laughs> it's episode number two if you guys want to hear all of our <laughs> thoughts on that. Just going off on Amazing Spider-Man 2. But it's like, I don't know, there's lots of shitty movies this year, but this this surpassed every other movie by leaps and bounds. So bad. I fucking hate it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, that's not a finished film in my opinion. At least <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man, they, they had a fucking front, middle, end. <laughs> TMT didn't have that, dude. I'll agree. I'll agree. It didn't really have. Didn't really have an ending. It was just sort of like Shredder fell, and then they were like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." And <laughs> so then they, for some bad. reason, had the unbelievable that. <laughs> there was like, there's a lot of trash movies this year, but there was a lot of fucking good ones. I gotta admit. I gotta admit. Can I tell you though? Can I tell you a fun fact? Hmm. If Amazing Spider-Man Two had come out in 2002, guess what? It wouldn't have been the worst movie of the year. What would that have been? You want to know why? Because the worst movie of the year in 2002 was fucking Die Another Day, the next fucking movie in our James <laughs> Bond saga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. Let's, oh, that's called a segue. <laughs> it's good stuff, Chadley. <laughs> so we've been watching all these James Bond movies. We've got up to the Pierce Brosnan ones. World is Not Enough is the last one we watched. Pretty decent, actually. You know, nothing special, but pretty decent. You didn't mind that one. Die Another Day, starring Pierce Brosnan and Halle Berry, Rosamund Pike, uh, from Gone Girl fame. Oh yeah. Uh, this is this was unwatchable. It's so like, fucking bad, dude. Like it was so fucking bad. I didn't mind like the first like 
15 minutes, and then after that, I'm like, what is even happening here? Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. That's that's how I felt. It was sort of set up sort of like, you know, like a, a typical James Bond movie. But as soon... I remember I was sitting there watching it. As soon as they got to, like, that ice hotel, I audibly went, what the fuck <laughs> is this now? Like, See, that ice movie. hotel was so goofy. I, like, I didn't... I didn't even drink last night, but watching this movie, it was so annoying that, like, it gave me, like, that headache and, like, the dry mouth. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening to my body right now? It's rejecting this movie. My body fucking rejected this movie. I had to, like, oh drink God. a glass of water and take a break and look away and shit. I went and did laundry halfway through this because I just couldn't <laughs> watch it anymore. Yeah, I was making pizza, the, like, for most of it. So, basically, as, as we make our way into the 21st century with these James Bond flicks... We're no longer, you know, going with the Russians as the bad guys, but the North Koreans. Sure. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, first off, Bond gets kidnapped for, like, an undisclosed amount of time, but I no, think it was, it was 14 long. months. It was 14 months. It said on the screen. Oh, did it say 14 months? Yeah. Wasn't paying attention, obviously. So he was there for 14 months. Look, I've seen 19 James Bond movies before this. <laughs> I don't think if James Bond got kidnapped and was a prisoner of war... I don't think, I do not think that he would just not escape. Like, like <laughs> I, know I know it sounds goofy, but would not he would not just not escape. Number two, he's got a beard for like a lot of this movie. Like well, big, not a lot of it, but like the first forty minutes. Big old burly beard, and one of my favorite parts about that is that the scene where he goes to the hotel and then he goes up. There's like it show it goes to a clip of him just finishing up shaving and you can tell it's just fucking Pierce Brosnan just like rubbing it against his definitely already smooth <laughs> his face. clean face and like did he give himself a haircut and style it like what was going on there? It's absolutely what he did, Chadley. Now after he gets He's a kidnapped, man of many talents, all right. After he gets kidnapped and becomes a prisoner of war in North Korea, uh, we got the uh, what is. For sure, the worst Bond opening of all time. This was a pop song. Bond song? Bond song was like a Japanese pop song. Uh, it might be a Korean pop song, actually. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, definitely the worst Bond song. And maybe the worst opening. Like, this was worse than fucking... What was that I one? I didn't really watch it. Like, I just kind of skipped through it. Well, it was like the one with fucking just projections onto women, because like oh, it was. That was, well, that was an early one. That was on the. Think, that was the second one. I think that was yeah from Russia with Love. Um, this was now we've seen we've seen all these bomb movies. We've seen fucking I've Honor Match, Secret seen, Service. Literally seen every one of them now. We've seen Never Say Never Again. We've seen You Only Live Twice. Mm-hmm. This was worse than all of those. Um. Yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. This is the worst James Bond movie. In fact, it might be one of the worst action movies I've it's ever seen. It's one of the worst movies that I've <laughs> yeah, ever seen. It's, it's so bad. Now, I, did, I didn't take a lot of notes when watching this movie, but I do have a small piece of paper that just has some things that make me laugh. Number one, yeah. number one that I wrote down. <laughs> There's like a scene where, you know, he's in Cuba and he's trying to get to that weird clinic thing. Sure. And Halle, Halle Berry comes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Short-haired Halle Berry. With the I don't get that. I don't get Halle Berry. Like, what, well, why? I, I, get, I get Halle Berry. Oh, with long hair. I don't like the short hair Halle Berry, but I get it. When has she ever had long hair? Uh, in stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, no, she hasn't, dude. She's been in fucking Catwoman and X or, uh, X-Men. It's all been short yeah. hair. No, it was long hair in X-Men, wasn't it? No. 
Maybe not. Either way, either way. I get, I get, I get, I get, I get the draw. I get the draw of Halle Berry. You know, oh, not so as much bad, as people. Though. But basically, she goes up and starts talking to James Bond, and one of the most amazing scenes happens. James Bond like fires off like twelve pickup lines in a row. <laughs> one of the most incredible things I've ever fucking seen. It was like it was like rapid fire, rapid fire, so quick. <laughs> Yo, maybe save some of those pickup lines. Yeah. Uh, I have a I have a few things written down that are just some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. There's um, when he's when he's trying to break into that um, that hospital or whatever, yeah. and he's got the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. And like he tries to distract the guard, so he just fucking tosses the guy in the wheelchair at like a wall. I could yeah. not stop laughing. There was there was a lot of good good like so terrible but funny bits in this. Yeah. Uh, one that. Well, nice. You know, you know, well, I'll save that one. I'll save that one because it's a, a little bit later in the movie. But uh, there was there was a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we go to this clinic. We find out in one of the goofiest plot twists in all of James Bond history that there's a machine that can change your face yeah. and the way you look. And there's one of the most racist things ever, a Korean guy making himself a white guy. Sure. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, make yourself a white guy. That's cool. Um, and they, there, we have a few Koreans doing that. We got the one guy with the fucking jewels on his face who never yeah. goes through the the procedure correctly. Sure. Yeah. But uh, we have the the main villain, one one of the worst main uh, villains we've seen in James Bond history. He's just a Korean guy. Just yeah. In general. He goes by the name of Gustav Graves. Logo game, I want to say right now, though, the logo game was on par here. Like, the, the logo that they created for him that's like a diamond with the two Gs. Oh, yeah, that's, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> that was some all right shit. That was all right by me. But uh, then we are introduced to, what's her name, Miranda? Sure. Uh, Rosamund, played by Rosamund Pikes. Oh, before we get into that, though, there yeah. was a part where James Bond and the villain just, like, had a sword fight at a country club. Yeah, I don't know what that was. That was some insane shit. And then he's like, <laughs> then he's like, first to blood, and it's like, <laughs> first to bleed loses. And then like they have this epic sword fight, destroying the country club. And then it's, it's at the bad. end, at the end, fucking James Bond splits him across the stomach, and then he just stands up and goes, "You win." No, motherfucker. You, he would for sure bleed. Like he would bleed enough that he would have to go to the hospital for a while. I mean, I don't know about that, but he was—he like he was fucked up. And then the movie gets ridiculous. We're sent to uh, the to the ice hotel, ice palace. It's like an ice palace. Yeah, I, I don't. It got insane. Like that was like. <laughs> I think that was about fifty minutes in. And that's where it just gets insane. Like it's not even a movie after that. Number one, his he he invents he invents a gun that shoots fucking fire down from the sky at humongous pillars. And I'm like, yeah, what was that thing called? Uh, it was called like Ingress or something like that. What the mm-hmm. what the fuck was I watching? Like I I felt like it wasn't even a James Bond no, movie. Dude, that was like some fucking. That's some fucking Star Trek shit. Yeah. It, was, it was a spaceship that could shoot fire. There was one part where he's driving his invisible car, which, which okay, number one, that's a bad, bad gadget, bad gadget. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it didn't quite like that one. He's driving his invisible car, and there's a shot where it's his car, clearly screen, green screened ice hotel, and the fucking like the, the the effects here weren't good. It was 2002 though. We'll give him we'll give him leave. I'll give him the, the old 2002 because for some reason 2002 was like, the early 2000s, man. That's when they just used it too much and it was garbage. Yeah, and that was like it was like at that point at that point during that shot when I was like, what the fuck am I watching here? And um, but there is one thing I want to mention too. We got we got John Cleese in this movie playing Q. Yeah. Uh, rest you in peace. For very very little. Yeah, this is the only movie he actually plays Q. He played mm-hmm. R in the last movie, uh, which stands for replacement for Q. But he was this was the only time he played Q. Now <clears throat> number one, that gadget that he made that makes like it's like the sunglasses that do virtual reality. Yeah. Don't ever do that again. Why you like that? <laughs> Did not enjoy that. I especially didn't like when he shot uh, M, and then John Cleese's like fucking gangly ass legs just reach through cyberspace, and he's like, "Whoa, James!" It's like, fuck off with John Cleese. Yeah, one. John Cleese is not. No thanks. He was so bad. But uh, they did say something interesting in that scene that I thought was that I thought was pretty cool. Um, um, he gives James Bond his brand new watch, and he says, "Try to bring this one back." What is this your twentieth watch now? And he says, <laughs> "And he says time flies." And I actually really like that scene because I believe what they're saying there is, this is the twentieth James Bond movie, so they're saying, you know, they were able to do twenty movies, and that's what the watch signified. And I like that. Sure. That was all right. That was all right. <clears throat> the stuff that followed. <laughs> So after James Bond confronts this bat, okay, hold on. There's so much I want to say about this movie. Mm-hmm. So Miranda is an M or is an MI6 agent, right? This Roseman Pike character, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's like, oh, I'm very professional. I don't get in bed with anybody. Oh, you have a perfect track record. You've never fraternized with anybody. Like ten seconds with James Bond. Then she bangs him. Yeah. Ten, ten seconds with James Bond, and she bangs. <laughs> just, just wonderful. James Bond, James Bond fucked in this movie. Oh yeah, he, he sure did. He even cyber-fucked at one point. He cybered. There's a lot of fucking... The, the very last scene, that's some stuff we got to talk about intensely because oh. that's oh. <laughs> Absolutely. The, most, the insane thing I've ever seen. The uh, the scene where they're in the airplane or the scene where they're in bed? Just any towards the end. We'll talk about it. Okay, so um, let's... let's You find out that this girl's a spy or she's a double agent or whatever, and then there's a bad guy. They're shooting at each other. I don't know, man. Then they try and get out of that fucking... They try to melt the ice hotel, and I'm like, be sure that's going to lose you some money there. Be yeah, sure. That, that was insane. Well, what happens <laughs> after the ice hotel? I don't... Does it, when does the plane shit happen? I think it happens after the ice hotel, because then M, M and the American guy... Hold up. Wait. I forgot so much about this movie. So... Halle Berry is obviously a secret agent of some sort, too. And he goes, well, who are you working for, CIA? And she goes, NSA. And I'm like, what? What is NSA doing fucking with foreign affairs? That's not their their forte. That's like what the CIA does. That's why the CIA exists. You fucks. Yeah, that's true. They, They didn't know a thing. They didn't know anything when they wrote this. So that was... This, this movie, man, like, I just, I don't even know how to describe it, is a shit fest. So we get back to, we, we they got to get onto this plane because the North Korean guy is, like, him, he's, like, fucking raining havoc down on uh, on the world. 
There's a really great there's a really great uh, line in that when he's when he's using the fire gun from the satellite, and he's he's like, what if the United States shoot uh, nuclear weapons at us? And he's like, it will shoot them down. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> so if you explode them in the air, you know, I don't know. I, I still feel like that's going to do some damage. Now, here in this punk fucking plane scene was the funniest line I've ever seen in a goddamn movie ever. I fucking laughed so hard. I was on the floor rolling around. I missed the next scene. So we have Halle Berry and Rosamund Pike, and they're having, like, a little fight. And Rosamund Pike, she's like, oh, I'm clearly trained in this. I can I can read your every move. When Halle Berry gets a Bible out of nowhere, she just, like, has a Bible all of a sudden, stabs it into Rosamund Pike and goes, read this. And yeah, I just good stuff. I fucking lost it. Read this? Is she referring to the Bible, or is it just a one-liner? <laughs> no. That's another thing. There was so many one-liners in this movie. It was almost exclusively one-liners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the part where the guy punched James Bond, and he's like, how's that for a punchline? I feel like they got, like, somebody who writes for Rose, <laughs> and they're like, just give me all of your one-liners that James Bond and other people can say. Oh, my God. This, like, it felt like almost they were like, let's see if we can get the writers of a soap opera and see if they can write an action movie. Like, let's just see. Let's just see. Uh, number two. Number two. Here's here's something that, that I found kind of wacky. The bad guy was wearing, like, Iron Man armor. Uh-huh. It looked like he had, like, Iron Man armor. What the fuck? What was I even watching here? There were so many times in this movie where I had to stop, pause it, and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what is this goddamn movie? It's unwatchable sludge, dude. Like, it's not even a movie. It's so fucking bad. It's so motherfucking bad. And then, uh, yeah, so we're in that airplane, and then he shoots his own dad, and it's like, wasn't, like, the whole point of this because your dad didn't love you enough, and now you're just, okay, whatever. Whatever. <sighs> Shitty movie, man. And then we cut to a scene where Mrs. Moneypenny is, like, starting to bang James Bond, and then John Cleese comes in, and he's like, Mrs. Moneypenny, and it's like, oh, she's using the VR thing, and then... It had nothing to do with anything. It, it had nothing to do with anything. They just shot that scene. They were like, ah, this will be funny. We probably won't put it in the movie. And then they did. So bad. Yeah, and then at the very end, the last scene, it's uh, James Bond banging Halle Berry on a pile of diamonds. <laughs> and it's like... That concept uh, alone, that sentence is fucked. And it's like, you can't bang on a pile of diamonds. Yeah, that'd be a shop. And, like, he was putting, he had diamonds in her belly button, and you could only see their feet. And she was like, put it in. Just put it in. And he's like, I've got to take it out. It's like, gross. (laughs) Fucking nasty. (laughs) Like, I don't want to hear, like, I want to, I know that James Bond fucks, but I don't need the fucking goddamn details of it. You sick fucks. It's the most insane shit I've ever seen, dude. <laughs> I, I was so upset watching this movie. And, like, I remember you texting me and you are like, this has got to be almost over, right? Nope, 50 minutes left. <laughs> yeah. I checked so many times. There was one part where I was like, this has got to be close to the end, right? And I was 35 minutes in. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, it just never fucking ended. Like, <laughs> and it's it's one of the longer Bond movies too. It's like two hours ten minutes. It's pretty pretty lengthy. It's, it's long as fuck, dude. Long that's, as a, long. that's a that's a number you don't see very often. Two hours and ten. It's always like it's always like two twenty. Okay, give him two twenty. That's fine. Yeah, give him two twenty. Uh, yeah, bad effects. Um, bad everything, man. They, I can't they talk fuck, about this movie anymore. It was garbage. They fucked this up so hard, and we've been talking about this for like half an hour. I think we got. I, we need to move on for time's sake, for the Absolutely. love of God. Uh, let's talk about uh our feature presentation. A little Wes Anderson joint called The Grand Budapest Hotel. Now, I don't think there's any other word that I could use to describe The Grand Budapest Hotel other than masterpiece. Yeah, dude, it's fucking whimsical. It's it's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Everything about it seems almost perfect. The cinematography, the cinematography, I want to talk about that for a second because sure. there's some points where in one shot, just from moving the camera back and forth, you're able to see so much. One, one in particular is when they're escaping from the prison and he gets out of that hatch. Oh, and in yeah. one shot, he gets out of the hatch, he grabs the keys, they grab the ladder and they escape. That's one shot. Yeah, Wes knows what he's doing. I like I like Wes. He's probably one of my favorite directors because and writer actually because he's like the last person really telling stories. Yeah, and that's and that's what's so perfect about this movie. What it's like, like you got him and Tarantino. Those are the last two guys that are just telling stories. We got we got fantastic storytelling, wonderful characters, like a plethora of wonderful characters that all develop over time. Uh, it's visually beautiful, and you know what's, like, the best part about this? Practical. Clock, clock's in at, like, um, an hour 40. Yeah. Well, also, effects are practical, which I love. Yeah, also... also on minis. On minis. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the pictures of the minis? No. Oh, they're so cool, dude. I want one in my house. <laughs> what's a, what is a mini? Uh, it's a small set of, like, the Grand Budapest that they did all the practical effects on. Oh, that's cool. Like you know when uh, that when that when the elevator goes up to it, it's all oh, yeah. it's all stop motion on mini. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't like. You could have. What did you me. think it was? What did you think it was made out of? I don't know. I don't. I was just. I was so enveloped in the movie. I just assumed it was a fucking. It was a fucking elevator in the fucking mountains. <laughs> now on this show we talk a lot about actors I particularly like, and I like to like. Kind of oh, strange. This, this one has course. all the ones I like in it. <laughs> of course, of course, we got Liam Neeson, right? We uh -huh. got Liam Neeson. All roads lead to Nice. Um, we got Steve Zahn, who I'm a big fan of. Giovanni Ribisi, uh, Steve Buscemi, and another actor that I'm incredibly fond of is in this movie, and that's Jeff Goldblum. Why <laughs> is that guy not in fucking everything? Goldblum rules in this movie. He's he's so good. And Did like, you just throw my cat out the window? Yeah, that's. I was gonna. I was just about to mention that. That's like one of the funniest lines in movie history. <laughs> Did you just throw my cat out the window? It's, it's perfect. Like that's that's. There's nothing more we can say about Grand Budapest Hotel other than it is perfect. Yeah. And there's a lot to talk about because we got so many different characters with so it's, many different traits. It's only an hour and a half, but it feels like over two hours because it's so dense. There's so much stuff happening. There's so much character development. Yeah. Uh, we got we got Adrian Brody who, man, he's so good in this movie. 
Like, Adrian Brody is so fucking good in this movie with, like, his cloaks and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, like, every time they, you see him, they start playing the organ. It's so... It's it's also edited to perfection. It's edited to perfection. Sure. It's an incredible movie. Uh, Ray Fiennes. Let's talk about Ray Fiennes. Sure. It's great. Holy, holy fuck. I hope this wins something at the Oscars. I, I think it'll probably... I, I couldn't see this not winning art direction. Yeah, I would think so. One thing, and I mentioned this to you a little bit earlier, one thing that I think I probably would have done differently is that at the very beginning, um, we have the Jude Law parts where mm-hmm. he's talking to the old man. And that's that's fine. I'm, I'm glad with you keeping that in. But those <clears throat> are in high definition. And then as soon as we go to the story with Ray Fiennes, that's in standard definition. Uh, don't film in standard definition. Well, no, he... It's because Wes Anderson is fucking crazy and he filmed this shit on film. Really? Yes. He filmed he filmed that entire section on film. But the rest of it was all digital with Jude yeah. Law. The Jude Law stuff's digital. And then he filmed the Ray Fine stuff on film? Yeah. God damn. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I also like at the very beginning it's, it's, of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not in standard definition. It's the fact that it's just... A film. He used a film camera. <laughs> Nobody does that anymore. That's Nobody fucking does that. In like the 90s, that was still the thing. And then like we all transitioned over to digital, but Wes Anderson was like, nah. Nah, good. I would say, I don't know. I wish that there was some way that they could convert that to high definition. And I get that they filmed it on film. I just don't like having the black bars on the side, you know? Yeah, no, it was super weird, because I saw this in the theaters, and, like... Yeah, me too. It's, like, half the screen. I I saw it in the theaters as well, and I remember just sitting there going, like, is this this standard definition on a fucking movie theater screen? What is this? And uh, then when we said we were going to review it on this show, I was not... I couldn't have been more happy to find an excuse to watch this movie again. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I liked it more than I remembered I did. And I remembered liking it a lot when I saw it in theaters. Um, I, I forgot a lot of things about this movie. Like, I, to be honest, I kind of forgot what it was about. I forgot about the whole painting. Um, <laughs> yeah, the boy with Apple. That shit is so funny. When he, like, <laughs> when they steal it from him and then they don't find out that it's stolen until like, later. And it's like the, the fucking chicks like finger blasting each other. And like, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this? Uh <laughs> That's one thing that I, uh, also I wanted to mention, too, is that because this movie just had such a happy atmosphere, when they said things like fuck and faggot and, like, stuff like that, like, it seemed out of character for the movie. Like, yeah. when he walks in and he's like, I'm Gustav, and he goes, that fucking faggot. Like, it just, it seemed out of character for the it's, movie. It was only, like, Adrian Brody's character, though. Like Yeah, and, well, and Willem Dafoe's character. Yeah, he was a great, he was some great creepy shit. What was his, Joplin? (laughs) Willem Dafoe Dafoe does some good creepy shit, man. Don't tussle with Willem Dafoe, that's for sure. Fucking, uh, and there's so many good people in this, um, Ed Norton. Edward Norton, yeah, he's, and he's fantastic. We got Owen Wilson in it. Wilson, you got the Bill Uh, Murray. Bill Murray, yep, just, what was just, oh, uh, Fisher Stevens was in this movie. Sure, yep. Um, who else, man? Like, I feel like we're missing... Uh, J- Jason Schwartzman? Schwartzman, yeah. Big role for Schwartz. Schwartzman, yeah. Um, mostly, like, my favorite characters were Ray Fine's character and Jeff Jude Gold. Law. Jude Law. Jude Law was in it, which... So he weird. 
He doesn't fit Wes Anderson's style. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, his narration... First of all, his narration always makes me think of the Lemony Snicket movie, because he narrated that movie. Yeah, forget it. It's like, where the fuck are the Baudelaire's here? (laughs) Like, what the fuck (laughs) is this? Um, Perfect movie. Perfect. It's like my favorite movie of the year, I think. It's it's rife with fantastic performance. It's visually appealing. Um, Character development is nearly perfect. Perfect movie. Yeah. Storytelling, the screenplay, it's all perfect. It's so much fun to watch, too, because it's like Wes Anderson's got that style that just no one else has. Yeah, there, there's other movies that have come out this year that I would deem more important. You know, they like they press on issues and stuff, but this movie was the most fun I had watching a movie the entire year. Yeah, and it's probably one of the only original <sighs> scripts this year, probably. Yeah, most of them are based on... A lot of uh, biopics. People, yeah. We got biopics mostly about gay people. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. It's a perfect movie. It's goddamn flawless. Yeah, dude. I fucking adore Wes Anderson. He's probably my favorite director. I, I literally have every single one of his movies. So I'm going to go to Walmart tonight <laughs> with, the, with the certified 100% fuck yes stickers and just start planning on this movie. <laughs> Certified 100% fuck yes. <laughs> Certified 100% fuck yes. Hell yeah. It's amazing. So you got anything else to say about this, or are we going to wrap it up here? Yeah, I think I think we're going to wrap it up. I think we're even going a little bit over time. Just, you know, watch 13 Sins if you're bored. Never, ever see Die Another Day. <laughs> Never, ever watch that fucking... If you, have, if you have the James Bond collection, purge that one from the collection. <laughs> fucking, like... Fucking white, like fucking white out the the thing that says that it's in the collection and throw it. Okay, here's what you're gonna do: if you have a copy of Die Another Day, whether it's on uh, VHS or DVD, break break it and uh, tweet us the picture. Anyway, uh, Chadley's gone, so uh, check out uh, punchers.com.